Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee Conversations with Adele. I'm your host, Adele Tevlin, and I am so thrilled to be bringing to you this new season, this new ideation of my podcast. In each podcast episode, I am going to be featuring a guest, a friend, a colleague in the space, a thought leader, someone who I would be having coffee with, and you can be getting the behind the scenes of what it's really like to sit down and have a real conversation with me and some of these amazing human beings. The purpose of this podcast is for you to deeply connect uh, with me and the people in my life that I care deeply about, for you to get to know something about me that you don't already know, and for you to gain a new perspective. Every every, uh, podcast guest that I feature will push the boundaries in bringing a new perspective, which allows you to tap into a new point of view. So I can't wait to dive into today's episode. I want you to listen to this conversation from your highest level of awareness. So I'm not asking you to listen from the righteousness, definitely not. I'm certainly not asking you to listen from the victim consciousness, definitely not, because all you're going to do is verify that I'm wrong and you're right and all the fun things that we get to do. I'm asking you to listen from, I am the most highest expression of God's source spirit universe manifested in this physical form, sitting in this room with these amazing humans all over the world up-leveling and upgrading our awareness so that we can step into our power and fully transform the universe. That's the place I want you to listen to from. Make sense? It's a very different level of consciousness. And why I'm saying that, and I'm not even giving you the thought of the day yet, again, because I need to do a little bit of a preamble. I'm saying that because showing up here every morning with that level of of understanding that each of you is doing something extraordinarily powerful in your own lives and communities. Does that make sense? We live in a world um, where most people are victims. And I'm gonna say a couple of things that might, you might not like, like, that's fine. You'll survive not liking it. Most people in the universe walk around as victims. Yes or no? Most people in your life, not from judgment, just a, a what's so. Yes. Yes? Okay. Now, why? This is so important. Yeah, of course, even you sometimes. All of us do. Until we transcend the paradigm of the, the victim once and for all. But let me tell you why the victim thing is so powerful. When you're a victim, you're easily manipulated. People in their power can't be manipulated. So it served people at a certain point to keep people as victims. Do you get that? That's a big conversation right there. We could, we could literally go on for days about that. You can't, you can't manipulate people in their power. Does that make sense? But you can easily manipulate someone that's a victim. So it has served humanity at different points to, to stay in, to keep people in that, in that shelter. It's like, think about how many how many um, things that there are that people of different degrees know about about humanity, but it's kept secret from other people. That's that whole hierarchy of keeping people in the dark. This is opening up. This is like, we're not sitting in the dark here. We're literally shining a light on the truth. And that truth will set you free, but it always piss you off first. Never forget that. The truth will piss the fucking shit out of you off first. Then it will set you free. Make sense? That's a bumper sticker. People are like, the truth will set you free, but it'll piss you off first. Because you're now in an awareness where you 
what I'm moving you out of, why I, I'm so tapping into this victim conversation, we're going to continue on with that today, is that I no longer tolerate that paradigm because I don't ever think that people are victims and you're not going to be powerful in the work that you do in the world if you have an inkling of victim hanging out in your consciousness. You'll be manipulated and you won't have power. Make sense? Raise your hand if you get that. So like, I'm not someone that can be manipulated, not even for a fucking hot second. I used to be, very much so. Because I'm so in my power, I so understand the truth that there's, there's not even a shred of victim hanging out of my consciousness anymore, which is fucking incredible because I used to live in that paradigm like I was the queen of that fucking castle. I owned that castle. I came by it very honestly in my upbringing. And I have completely shed my, my, every part of my being rejects the victim paradigm. Does that make sense? You have to get to that point with yourself where you're just like, there's no part of your resonance that even is vibrating at that frequency. So let me give you the thought of the day and let's break this down a little further because this is not a make wrong. You're not punishing yourself. Stop. We're not even hanging out in that conversation anymore. That's more victim. Do you hear that? That's more of the same. We have to have emotional maturity in these conversations. Do you get that? We can't hang out in the, oh my God, Adele said something that really hurt my feelings. That is emotionally not mature. We've got to be like, I'm so, who here is done with their victim paradigm? Like you want to take it, squash it, break it, rip it, shred it, destroy it. Bye. Great. Then you got to own it and take responsibility. So the thought for the day is something I said the other day that was really powerful, which is responsibility is the key to freedom, period. Responsibility is the key to freedom. Responsibility for what? Any part of that victim energy that you still bring to a room, virtual or physical. Does that make sense? Like you got to be responsible for when you're showing like, like in that victim energy. You know what I'm talking about in that victim energy? When I say that, you get that? Like, it's kind of like, you know, when people are in a bad mood and they show up in that energy and they just put that mood on everyone else. And they basically, they don't take responsibility for the impact of their mood on other people. Raise your hand. If you know people like that, that is not, that's not being responsible. That's, that's spewing your victim energy on other people. You don't get to do that anymore. Now I want to say something that's going to land for some of you, like the light bulb will go on. And once the cool thing about the light bulb is that once the light's on, you can't really turn it off in your consciousness. Playing victim for some of you, and raise your hand if when I say this, this resonates as truth for you. Playing victim for some of you is how you got your needs met as a child. You got attention. You get that? And what are people always trying to do in this lifetime? You've heard me say this a billion times. All they're ever doing is trying to get their needs met. And so if the only way you know how to get your needs met is by being a victim, being felt sorry for, just being like giving you attention. Like if you grew up in a house where people didn't really give you attention, the only way you got attention is by being a victim. You learned that that's the only way that I get attention. So you get a benefit from being a victim. Yes? Okay. So you now understand that there's, there's a real origin story here of like, there's a, there was a real service that it had. Yeah, validation, totally. It's all the same thing. Attention, validation, being seen, not feeling alone, feeling, you know, if people feel sorry for you, feel like they love you, it's actually a way that you feel loved, said another way, as crazy as it is, right? What are people all, all yeah, 
it can, yeah, but it's true. I mean, go look at anyone in your life who really plays a, a hard victim game, again, from, from radical compassion, from an awareness, like, let me look at someone in my life who plays a radical, a hard game of victim. Everyone have someone in their life who plays that? Ask yourself, what are they really just trying to get expressed? Love. There's two states, love and fear. Yeah, they totally want to feel loved. They just don't know how to get their needs met appropriately for their emotional maturity level. So we have to start being responsible for any part of our victim energy that shows up in the space because the more responsibility that we have, the more we can understand our power. We're never going to understand our power if we don't take full responsibility. So you might want to write that one down. As I step into responsibility for all parts of myself, for when I show up crabby and a victim and I push it on other people and I don't like all of that, for all of that paradigm, that core story, that fundamental piece about ourselves where we were trying to get our needs met as kids, as I step into responsibility for those things, I then fully understand my power. And when I understand my power, then what? I can't be manipulated or controlled. And then what? I'm someone that has influence over other people in a healthy way because I'm only learning to do influence in a healthy way. But you're never going to influence anyone if you don't have any power. Raise your hand if you get that. It's kind of like I always say, you can't lead yourself first, then lead others. Some people can't even lead themselves yet. How are you going to lead others? How are you going to lead other entrepreneurs, CEOs, when you can't lead yourself in some area? It becomes impossible because they end up leading you. Anyone have clients that you felt they were leading you? You're like, who's the, who's the patient doctor here? Seriously, back in the day when I worked on Bay Street and I had executive clients and mostly were men, when I wasn't in my power, I felt like, I felt like they were dominating me. So you can't influence change on someone when you're being dominated. Does that make sense? So we have to let go of the victim thing. Like we truly have to see it like um, an archetype. Does that make sense when I say an archetype? So it's like an archetype is like, it's like a part of your identity that served you at a certain point, essentially got your needs met in childhood about feeling loved or seen or validated. But now from this high level of awareness and emotional maturity, you understand that that's actually not getting the need met that you want. Raise your hand if you get that. Caitlin, are you with me? There's no confusion here. Like it got your need met. It's no longer a healthy way to get your need met. Okay. So we have to be responsible for any part of that paradigm that we're still bringing and start to really look to let it go go. How do you let the next question is, how do you let it go? It's a decision. <laughs> it's a level of awareness where it's like, I'm not tolerating it anymore. Okay. Now let me tell you another piece that I want to share here. That's important. As I was reading through all of the people that posted their story, the core stories, there is a theme. Can anyone tell me what you think the theme is? Put in the chat, what you think the theme is to everyone's core story even without having read all of them. Fear, fear of success. Mm -hmm. Not lovable, not worthy, or success is not for me. Yes, a ton of worthiness stuff. A ton of worthiness stuff, yeah, not worthy. Okay, let me, so this is really good. Something to prove to parent figure, totally cat. A lack of faith. Okay, now let me tell you the thing that's even one step beneath that. Every single person that wrote their story used the word hard. It was hard to write my story. This is hard. That it, do you guys know that you're obsessed with the word hard? 
I was like, there is like an an addiction to saying, let me preface this by telling you how hard it was to write my core story. And then we wonder why life's hard. Every single person wrote hard at least, I counted how many times the word hard was written. This is what I do in any spare time. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five. And we wonder why it's hard. Like obsessed with verifying how hard it was to sit down and write the story and then how hard your life was growing up and then how, and then it was hard. Also, it was hard for me to end writing this story because I like, you know, it was hard. Is what is hard part of? the victim paradigm. So it's gonna show up in very small nuances. Even for those of you that are like, no, I'm not a victim anymore. I don't play that game. When you overuse the word hard, you're playing that game. Make sense? Your subconscious mind is a recorder. It's literally recording everything you're saying. Would you be pleased with that recording? Listen back. Hard, 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 hard. Adele, you said success was easy. What the fuck? (laughs) Hard one to see, yeah, exactly. So, so this is a thing and I'm going to give you a challenge and the challenge I'm going to give you is for one week straight to stop using the word hard. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it in writing. I don't want you to tell me how hard it was to do the homework or how hard it was not to do the homework or how hard, like just take out the word hard from consciousness and replace it with something else. So rather than saying this homework was hard, you could say this homework was insightful. Instead of saying my childhood was so hard, you could say my childhood was very interesting and led to a lot of different places of awareness. Instead of saying the word that like, you see where I'm going with this? We do not understand the simple fact that our word creates our world and the subconscious mind is recording everything that you say, including in writing. And we're constantly verifying the victim paradigm. I'm telling you the victim paradigm is so much more in, in, this, in this sphere than you even think. Because you may be thinking of someone that's such obviously a victim that you're like, gross. But I'm talking about the overuse of the word hard or needing to preamble with how difficult something is before you even do it. And what did I talk about Fridays that discipline is disciplining your mind to say and think the things that you want to think. It's nothing is hard except for the meaning that we give it in the emotional attachment. Like the tasks are not hard in and of itself. It's getting yourself to do the task that's hard. Does that make sense? You think you're not being it, but the energetics of it is there. And so it's again, not a judgment. It's like, let's just clean that up. Okay. Now let me say another piece here. Everyone with me so far? Good. There is no safe, there are no safety rails in life. Safety is an illusion. And this came from reading Aneta's post on, on um, about her story. That, and I think this is true for a lot of people where we stay small because we're afraid of, of disturbing the peace that we think exists in our life. Like we're gonna blow shit up. And so we live in this paradigm of safety. You've heard me say this. Some of you have been with me for a long time. I've said it on my podcast. I mean, wherever you've been with me. Um, that safety is just an illusion. When first people first hear that, it's like a slap in the face because they're just like, what do you mean? I've been living my life thinking that safety is a real thing. And the truth is that safety is not a place, it's a state of mind. 
It's knowing how to think through things and make decisions accordingly to where you're going. And there's no such place that's safe because we can all agree that I can walk on my house today and get hit by a car and there's no such thing as safety. Make sense? Living with this idea that there's like rails to life that you're just gonna stay safe by staying the same is how you, you actually end up going against the tide of the universe. Does that make sense? You're gripping onto something, trying to stay where you are because you're afraid of, a big theme for all of you that wrote was like, I'm afraid of leaving people behind. You're leaving them behind anyway. Ain't that true? Like you're scared anyway. People are leaving your life anyway. That's the law of the universe. Like, like it's happening anyway, but trying to control your growth is literally like, um, like you're, you're swimming upstream with a knapsack on an inverted you know, thing. Like it's, it's very challenging rather than just saying, let me let go of this illusion of safety needing to control and, and grip the rails so tightly and allow myself to flow with the cadence of the universe, the natural order of things. The natural order of things is growth evolution over a lifetime, moving in that direction, constantly changing more life, more life, more life. And more life also means a cycle of life, which is death. The death of relationships, the death of people, the death of things. That's, that's part of life. Anything else is magical thinking. Does that make sense? There's always a rebirth after death too, right? So it's like the, the cycle continues whether you're trying to hold on tightly or letting go. So the idea for today is I want you to go ahead and rewrite that core story. And if you haven't even written the first part, then I wouldn't, don't, don't go to the next part, go to write the core story. You got to write the core story and then you got to rewrite it. So rewriting the core story, and this is the only question that you're asking when you're writing it. I don't want to know anything about your past. It's where do I want to go? Where do I want to go next? I'm creating from nothing. I'm creating from nothing and I get to create going forward. Where do I want to go? Who do I want to become? What do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Who do I want to become? What do, what do I want to do? And I want you to spend some time really creating this. Spend some time with this. Spend some time really thinking about where do I really want to go? Not even maybe where I think I should want to go, but like give yourself some space to really create here. Notice when you're writing this, how many times the word hard <laughs> wants to fall into your awareness. <laughs> like start to really treat it like a game because that's what life is. It's a game. If you can take some of the significance out, some of you get very significant about things because that lends itself to the victim paradigm. But life is a game. You're playing a game in life. And if you can play it as a game and go, let me observe this like an observer. Let me do this like a scientist. Let me really just see this from a higher level of consciousness. Let me stop giving this so much meaning. Let me stop being so significant. Let me just do the damn homework and see what opens up. It's gonna be a lot easier of, of a ride than when we resist everything along the way. Does that make sense? So you're creating your new story and the only question you're really asking is where do I wanna go next? From that place you create. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Coffee Conversations. It really means the world to me that you take time every week to listen to now a very thought-provoking conversation with me and some of my close friends and peers in the industry. A little bit of a behind the scenes, a dialogue of what it would be like to have coffee with me and some of my friends who are thought leaders in this space. 
And I just want you to know something that you're so worthy of success and you can have whatever it is that you desire. I believe in you and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.